Doesn't Jesus command us to love? So could he be commanding hate from us today in this gospel? And isn't hate the opposite of love? Well, the key phrase is, even his own life in the parable. Then we notice he is inviting us to let go of selfishness, love's other opposite. He's inviting us to freedom from being mastered by our bodily desires, our appetites, and our pleasures. Even family ties can become an excuse or an obstacle to our primary relationship with him. So in the eyes of the world, this right life-ordering love of Jesus, it might sometimes look like we hate everything other than him. And we're familiar with this already. We notice that the best athletes and musicians, they skip all sorts of things. They skip even socializing with their family and friends so that they can master their craft. They can practice for hours on end so that they can become the best at their art or the best at their game. Now Jesus is God incarnate, a divine person, the one who wants a relationship with us. So isn't that relationship with him much more important than a game or an art that we might master? So the question is then, do we love the giver of the gift or are we in love with his gifts? In this gospel today, we notice that the more we can renounce the things of the world, the closer we can become to him. This includes also our possessions and our human relationships. And as we get closer to him, then we'll be using our possessions properly for the kingdom instead of being mastered by our possessions or being possessed by our possessions. Also, as we get closer to him, our human relationships are then rightly ordered and they're even enhanced because of his love that's at the root of those. So since he is God incarnate, the love that he offers exceeds even the highest of human loves. So we have this opportunity then to ask ourselves, how have I offended God in order to force a human relationship? How many times do we do what we know is wrong in order to make someone else like us? What have I done that is evil in order to try to stay in good graces of someone else and meanwhile losing the sanctifying grace of the one who is the author of all grace, the one whom I have offended. And then in the end, we can even ask ourselves, did it even work? Imagine the friend would later on have a conversion experience, and that friend might say to us, why did you enable my sin? Why didn't you stay true to Christ, who is truth itself? He says the way, the truth, and the life. Why did you help me do what you knew was bad for me? So Jesus then today is inviting us to detach ourselves from the world so that we can attach to him. It is only in this detachment that we will be disposed to receive all that God is eager to give us. Otherwise, whatever it is we are attached to will be getting in the way. And he shows us detachment is necessary for entrance into the kingdom of God. And it's not a negative thing. There's actually great freedom in detachment. If we are attached to something, we're not free. A prisoner in the dungeon is attached to the wall. 
Attachment is the opposite of freedom. A prisoner is detached from the wall to become free. So in this life, we continually are going to be tempted to conform ourselves to our own ideas, maybe conform ourselves to the culture. So as we're attached to our own ideas, maybe our own agenda, the question might even be something like, how do I separate me from myself? Of course, the answer is going to be the cross of Christ. Jesus tells us today in the gospel to carry our cross and come after him. And how often do we look at our crosses as a gift? We see that they are gifts when we notice that they keep us attached to him, the author of life. And once again, he is our example. He carried his cross willingly in order to bring about a great good, maybe the greatest of all goods. And notice how he did it. He was betrayed, sold, arrested, abandoned, renounced, bound, derided, beaten, whipped, judged, condemned, stripped, crucified, blasphemed, and finally pierced with a lance. And the amazing thing is we've already joined him. We've been baptized into his death. We have died with Christ already. So now the thing we do is continue that relationship, continue carrying our cross next to his. Not just imitating Christ, but becoming another Christ for the world. In the Christian life, of course, we know will be difficult at times. The cross is our guarantee. If we want happy consolations all the time, we're just going to remain unhappy. But the Christian will find the joy in linking ourselves with Christ, carrying our crosses having that desire for him, that desire that includes the cross itself. But of course, the world is going to tell us to base our happiness on our success at work or our success at school, on how big our house is, on our, how our favorite team is doing. The list goes on and on. How we fit in with the in crowd. Am I ready to renounce the crowd for my place in the kingdom? Many norms and fads of the culture go against the love of Christ Jesus. So this is our opportunity to ask ourselves, to what am I enslaved? Who is my master? And the supernatural life of Christ is that necessary key. Jesus lives in his bride, the church that he founded, to help us on our pilgrim way as his faithful disciples. So in all the sacraments that he gives us, he bestows on, his, on us his supernatural power, that supernatural strength to stay faithful. So when properly disposed, this Eucharist that we celebrate today now will give us the spiritual nourishment that we need to detach from the world so that we can attach more and more to him.